0: The brook was a haunt of dippers whose cries were sudden as the cries of water and stones. Speedy little brown birds, white-breasted, who in flight were like drab kingfishers. A tawny owl perching against the trunk of a larch tree also saw the otters coming up the stream, and its eyes, soft with light as the dark blue slow is soft with bloom, watched them until they crept into a rocky cleft below a fall, where royal ferns cast their great shadows, and water violets were cooled by dripping mosses. After sunset, a swarm of cockchafers whirred and flipped about the top of the larch, and the owl, hungry after huddling still for fifteen hours, flapped up through the maze of cone-knotted twigs and caught two in its feet. It ate them in the air, bending to take them in its beak, and when it had caught and swallowed a dozen, it let out a quavering hoot to its mate, for the tawny owls liked to be near each other in their hunting, and perched on a low branch of another tree, listened and watched for a young rabbit. After a few moments, Its head was tilted sharply downwards. The otter and cubs were going through the wood. At midnight, the western sky was pale blue and hollow like a mussel shell on the seashore. The light lingered on the hill line where trees were dark Under the summer stars, a hundred swifts were screaming as they played away the night, two miles above the earth. In fine weather, they kept on the wing for many days and nights together, never roosting. Their puny screams were heard by Tarka as he rubbed his neck against the grassy mound of an ant's nest. While he was enjoying the feeling, a loud chattering noise came down from the wood. The otters swung round. Four heads pointed towards the trees. The bitch ceased to nibble her fur. The other cubs forgot their play with the head of a corncrake. The noise, distinct in the dewfall, was met by other cries as harsh and angry. When the curious otters reached the wood, other noises were mingled with the chattering. Green points of light glintered in the undergrowth about them like moonlight on dewdrops for many bears were watching a fight of the two dog fitches on the woodland path. Running along the bank of a ditch beside the path the fitches had met at the mouth of a drain pipe out of which strayed a hunger making smell. The pipe covered with grass sods lay beside an oak log felled for a path across the ditch. Both ways had been made by the keeper, one for himself, and the other for Fitches and vares whose liking for pipes and covered ways he knew. There were many such ways in the wood, and to make them more attractive, the keeper had placed the flesh and entrails of dead rabbits inside the pipes. Each dogfish was trying to break the other's neck by a bite behind the ear. They rolled and snapped and scratched with their long claws, their black-tipped tails twitching with rage. Every stoat and weasel which heard them ran to watch the fight on the pathway made by the hobnail boots of the keeper. Tawny and dwarf owls peered down from branches of oak trees, while from afar a fox listened. And prowled on again. A crow, awoke in an ivy-thick holly, muttered ah! and laid its beak among its neck feathers once more. Tarka circled round the stoves with the other cubs, mewing and yickering with excitement, and then he smelled the rabbit flesh inside the drain pipe. The youngest cub also smelled it she was quicker than Tarka and her head and shoulders were inside one end when he ran in at the other he had bared his teeth to snatch the flesh when there was a hard snap a knock of iron on the pipe a blow on the side of his head and a loud whimpering and hissing from the cub immediately the bitch was by her running round outside the pipe in her anguish She panted and blew as she had in the hollow tree when her mate was being worried by hounds. She ran up the ditch and mewed to the cub to follow. She returned and licked its rudder. The green points of light flicked out together. Disturbed by the clatter in the drain pipe, a pheasant crew in the covert, and a cock defied the pheasant from its roost among hens in an apple tree by the keeper's cottage below the wood. The bitch scraped at the sods covering the pipe, blowing and gasping anew when a retriever started to bark. She ran away, whistling the cubs to follow her, but returned to the cry of the cub who had fallen out of the pipe and was dangling by its rudder.